0: Podcast about product management, user experience design, technology, and more. This is Product by Design. All right, welcome to another episode of Product by Design. I am Kyle, and today we have another special guest, uh, Jennifer Meyer. Uh, thank you for being with us, and I believe you go by Jenny. Is that right?
1: Yeah, Jenny's okay. fine. Thank
0: you, Jenny. Welcome to the show. It's it's great to have you with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, Jenny is the co-founder of collective mfg am i saying that right perfect (laughs) okay (laughs) which is a a company creating software that places inclusion and equal collaboration at the center of meetings which i'm excited to talk about that because i think it's super fascinating but jenny why don't you tell us more about yourself and some of your experience
1: um yeah sure i've worked in a software company for over nine years, and um, before we moved two years ago to Switzerland, um, yeah, I've been to many phases in this company. And when I when I started, we were just nine people, eight developer and me. That was a lot of fun because most of the time I was talking to myself. Um, but then they started like responding to my <laughs> question. And yeah, in these nine years, I have had the opportunity to do different jobs and different um, products from like starting from the idea and uh, to the market launch. And it was always very varied, but what never um, changed was my idea of how important it, Creation, inclusion, and diversity are. And uh, yeah, this was also one of the reasons um, why I started my own company together oh. with my um, partner, Suzanne.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, I'm really excited to talk more about that because I think that it, one, sounds like a really, really interesting. A company and some of the things that you're doing and then an interesting journey as well uh but before we jump into that i guess maybe tell us a little bit about uh, anything that you like to do outside of work and you know some of the things that you do while uh while you're in the office what what are, what are some of the outside interests that you might have
1: so uh before, before covid um, <laughs> happened, <laughs> i really love to travel and um yeah since i'm living in switzerland i really love to hike and uh, yeah this is this is a good thing to to get stuff out of my brain head mind whatever and beside family life and meeting with friends yeah this is one of my favorite thing at the moment
0: awesome well it sounds like it'd be a great place or some amazing hiking. I have never been yet, but that sounds like it would be perfect for getting up in the mountains. I would imagine.
1: Yes, it is. It it definitely it is. And yeah, the landscape is so so different. And um, yeah, you are in, in the same country, but it's it depends where. Southwest in Switzerland is so small, but yeah, the diversity is uh, very high here.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. So speaking of that, and uh, you know, kind of what you mentioned before, you've had significant experience uh, with technology and design leading up to and starting your own company. What kind of inspired you to, to do that, both in leading up to all of the experience you had before and then to start your own company?
1: Yeah. So... I've always uh, kind of had the urge to start my own company with my own um, value system. So I was, I had this feeling, so um, it was never a question. It was um, more a question when, so when I met Susan in 2014, um, it was clear that we would do something together because we shared the same values and had clear ideas about how we would run our own company. And the switch was more my growing courage to quit at some point. Um, And in the beginning, I kept finding excuses, why I didn't feel ready enough. And in the end, it was my um, uncertainty. And I'm asked myself, am I really cut out for this? And can I do it? Um, What, uh, what happened if it went wrong? And, but yeah, then I just quit. (laughs) And um, plus we spontaneously moved to another country. And I wouldn't say it was so easy, but yeah, I am and launching my first product next week. um, Yeah.
0: All right. So, and I want to dive into that because you said that you are launching your first product next week. Did I get that right? Okay. Okay. We've got a whole bunch to unpack with that because I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into okay. that. But before we do, you know, you and your co-founder, uh, Susan, you know, there mm-hmm. is your two female co-founders and you know, they're probably in a mostly uh, male dominated startup space. So what has your experience been like uh, being two female co-founders in the tech world, and has that been? Uh, I guess tell us more about what you found, uh, both the good and the bad, with that.
1: So, um, because I'm more of the positive type, <laughs> um, first of all, it's a lot of fun to be honest. And of course, there are some struggle and up and downs, especially in in Germany with all the paperwork. I could fill tons of Um, but yeah there are so many great women out there with great ideas from whom I still want to learn a lot Um, and the support has been great so far from every side but what we have noticed um, is that the most uh, accelerators or other sponsors um, or funding companies usually have a lot of men in the team. So mm-hmm. that somehow makes me feel insecure and for this reason we also turned some requests down because I was asking myself, the board is full of uh, I mean example, 10 people, two women and their job description was communication and the rest we're men so we ask ourselves is it is it that are these the right people to talk about about our ideas about our values will they understand us and maybe we are wrong and they they would be or would and um, but I ask myself maybe we are not the only ones like turning them down or having these questions yeah so it's a lot on my mind but on the positive side,
0: it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that one. That's good to hear. That you know, yeah. there's a lot of positive side to it, uh, and support within the community. But it's also interesting to kind of un- unpack that a little bit. That you know, even seeing within some of these other companies, it may not even get to the point of having some of those discussions or having even the opportunity, because when you see a board that is eight or nine. Or 10 men, you the question just automatically comes up, is this even a, a company or a group that would understand what we're doing? And so the, that for me just it raises lots of questions and, and lots of interesting points about diversity and inclusion and equality within both the workplace and especially within leadership of organizations which is something that you know you've you've kind of touched on a couple times and and hinted at but let's let's talk about that you know because it's a huge focus of the work that you're doing in the company that you've started so maybe you can tell us a little bit more about you know why is that such a focus for you personally and for the company that you've started
1: yeah i mean i've worked nine years in a tech company um, So there were so many men. (laughs) So it's not surprising Mm -hmm. that diversity or equality um, and inclusion were always a topic for me personally, because I'm a woman and I worked in a field where, which is dominated by men. So, yeah, this is uh, the short version. And when we thought about starting our company, we flipped the coin and started writing a company mission first instead of thinking about, our ideas, because we had a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, when we looking out, uh, looking at our ideas, we like uh, we realized that we were always interested in using technology to improve communication. And we started talking about our positive and negative experience when it comes to communication at the workplace. And yeah, we realized that all of them came down to how included or excluded, we felt in conversations and processes of decision-making. And we also not, noticed that all tools we used in the past, um, this is a weird word for me to pronounce, but uh-huh. neglected, the uh-huh. aspect of diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, which seems a huge miss. And given that research shows that um, practicing Diversity, equity, and inclusion methods improves um, profitability, creativity, and decrease turnover. So yeah, we thought um, there are a lot of reason, and uh, at some point we had this feeling that's it um, that we that will be our mission to develop software that improves diversity, equity, and inclusion at the workplace
0: that's so fascinating and so uh, interesting to start with that idea of really a company focused around this mission of improving the diversity and the inclusion and the equality through technology because it's it's such a an important thing and such a an important problem to be solving and then to go and and really figure out how do we tackle this problem. You know, what are some of the ways that, that we can do it? Because like you touched on, there are probably many ways to go about it because it's such a a pervasive thing through so many different workplace cultures and workplace practices. But eventually you did, and and can you kind of going back to the product that you'll you'll be launching and 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 maybe maybe even by the time this podcast comes out that we'll have launched already. Tell yeah. us more about that specifically. So, you know, what is it that you kind of narrowed in on and, and what is the focus of it?
1: Yeah. So we talked about how we experienced um, that the, the adoption of virtual and um, hybrid meetings, further increased communication and challenges. And we've decided to research more about the role of DEI Uh, In virtual meetings. Yeah, and we suspected that um, neglecting DEI in meetings will lead to unproductive and um, uh, unsatisfying meetings. So, yeah, to validate our own experience, we looked into recent research and um, we talked to friends and DEI experts. And the feedback in our uh, interview was kind of overwhelming because everyone could recount bad DI meeting practices like interruptions, monologues, mainsplaining, uneven disrupted speaking times and missing moderation, which all lead to virtual meeting fatigue. And uh, plus the data showed um, an even clearer picture of what we've experienced and what we've learned in our interviews. And then we concluded that unconscious, unconscious biases, different communication preferences, culture differences, and lack of preparation and moderation are the biggest factor factors um, that prevent inclusion in productive meetings. Um, yeah, and this was kind of the next step. We started conceptualizing how technology can be used to minimize or remove those factors and behaviors. And um, yeah, we thought a virtual meeting assistant um, with smart features that supports meeting organizer to plan and run more inclusive meetings with equal and active collaboration. And yeah, I would share some of our um, hypotheses if you like.
0: Yeah, please.
1: Um, Yeah, so improve equal speaking times. When meeting um, facilitators are forced to plan speaking times as part of the uh, of the agenda, and um, will become aware of uneven speaking time disruption, they will be um, nudged to dis- distribute speaking times more equally. And yeah, our speaking time calculator helps meeting hosts to evaluate how much time needs to be planned so everyone. F- Everyone's feedback can be heard, and we are hoping that that it shows that the, the uh, meeting organizer. When when you when you're setting up a meeting, you have a fixed time slot, and mm-hmm. then you're thinking about who will who will you invite or who will we be the attendee. And um, I don't know, a meeting for thirty minutes and five people. It's it's an easy thing, so. 30 minutes, five people are less than five minutes per attendee. So, um, yeah, this is uh, one thing. And unconscious um, biases. So um, we have a feature for anonymous feedback option, and that will reduce, hopefully, biases because it's not about who said something in a particular way, but the content itself. So. And then the interruptions, Hmm. (laughs) Um, we have an animated timer um, that uh, will reduce interruptions as attendees are more aware of who is supposed to be speaking and that it's a dedicated speaking time. So there are a lot of, I don't know, we asked people if they were in meetings where always the same person speaking? <laughs> and the answer was like, hell yes, always. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, sorry for that. We are thinking this is a really good uh, feature. Yeah, and, uh, and preparing an agenda um, with a meeting goal beforehand always uh, allows attendees to prepare and reflect on their purpose of joining. Because sometimes um, I were in meetings and I asked myself, why I'm sitting here? <laughs> what is the reason? I mean, I could do so much more other stuff and ask yourself as a meeting organizer, what is my goal? What, what I want um, to do with this meeting or what's the purpose? And, um, and, let, uh, and let everyone know in advance too give them a chance to say oh maybe i'm not the right person for this meeting i will save my time for other stuff but um maybe another person um would be a better fit so it was kind of a monologue but
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely love it and I, I come from one i've thought a ton about meetings just in general because i am in a lot of meetings and have put a lot of thought into what would make them better and two. You know, spend a lot of time working on the scheduling and things like that. And so, yeah. as a product person, I want to just like geek out on a ton of what you've said because I, I think it's just absolutely spot on on so many ways. And I'm just like I'm I'm super excited about all of it because I am I think it's needed in just so many ways. And I'm I'm sure you're super excited about it as well. In how do we how do we improve meetings? But how do we do it in a way that uh, makes it more not just more valuable, but also more equal for everybody, so that it's we we don't do the constant interruptions, or it's not just dominated by the same people all the time. And then, how do you surface that information in a way that it can be actionable? Because you know it, we can all know that sort of thing, like it's you know a meeting is dominated or a conversation is dominated. But then, what do you do about it? And how do you start to take action on that? So this is, it's super, super fascinating to me. And I'm really interested in a lot of the, you know, you kind of touched on some of the research that you've done and some of the hypotheses that you have about it and, you know, where, where you're taking some of these things, you know, as you look to start to move forward with this and, and get the product out into, into the market, um, you know, what, what are you looking for as, as far as, you know, some of the, uh, initial feedback and and uh things you know, wh- i guess what are some of the first things that you'll be looking at um you know some of the first beta tests or things like that and um you know what kind of feedback are are you hoping or expecting initially
1: so um we had our alpha test phase the last year um from October until December and we we got a lot of feedback um, so we developed a, a prototype with all the, yeah, features I I said before, like the timer and um, the speaking time, yeah. And surprisingly, everyone was like, "Yes, this is this is good because the awareness of um, what is my goal for the meeting and who should I invite." Um, we are so much clearer to them. And what else, What also was uh, interesting, the part um, with the starting with an agenda and preparing a meeting is a huge part. It, it takes you more than a few minutes. And um, this feedback was like, yeah, it was really good. But the first time I was like, God, I, ha- I really have to do a lot for this meeting and the second time they yeah they they learned that the effort is is worth because the 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 outcome from from a better from a meeting um, which is um, which has a better um preparation um is so big and the people or the attendees were were so satisfied because the goal was clear. They they had their speaking slot. There were there were timers, so everyone will wo- uh, everyone know knows when when it's um their turn. And yeah, and, and in the begin a- a- at the end we have a um, evaluation, and uh, with um, with three different questions. So this is also um, a really important part because we are able to kind of measure DEI in meetings um, so it's it's not just a gut feeling um, because uh, everyone is, is satisfied we have numbers because we are asking the people and then we have a statistic in, uh, in the end and it shows um, how included or how uh, productive the meeting was and how the speaking time per attendee um, was and the feedback is um, anonymous, so yeah, everyone was super, super excited after this alpha phase.
0: Awesome. So uh, again, like I'm, yeah. I love so much about this, I, and I love the idea of being able to, one, to improve meetings, and then to make them more meaningful, like you're talking about, and then to be able to qualify that and quantify that in, in some some ways over some of these initial phases, you know, obviously the mission, like you talked about is to, to, uh, improve diversity and equity in the workplace. But, you know, with some of these, you know, with, with the product and, you know, with Mm -hmm. some of these improvements, what do you hope to do, you know, over the, the near term and you know, kind of medium term for teams and companies? What what do you hope to see, um, initially with, you know, with the product and with some of the things that you'll be rolling out?
1: I know that sounds a bit weird coming from a founder with a product <laughs> which is launching next week, <laughs> but our goal is that in the future and in the future no one needs our tool because diversity, equity, and inclusion is not just a like a trend. Um, because D I is part of the company DNA. Of the company culture, so it would be so cool if we don't have to talk about inclusion or diversity or equity, because it's part of our life. It's nothing that we could be proud of. It. It it would be so cool if it's just like normal.
0: Yeah, that that to me is that's such a powerful thing, and to want to really drive that change is. I absolutely love it. Um, I know I've said it a couple of times already, but to make it, you know, just part of the water that we're swimming in, that it's not something that we even need to be conscious of because it's, you know, we're just, it's part of the meeting culture that everybody is, has the time to speak and it, you know, has the opportunity and, you know, it's not about interrupting and, uh, you know, we don't need to monitor and, and quantify that because it's, it's ingrained in how we do things, both as individuals and as teams and as companies. That that's a world that I, I look forward to. That sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> I love your picture of the swimming quarter. Yeah, yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah. So a- as you look forward to that, and you know, look forward to both the the product launch, uh, you know, what do you see? And obviously, you know, hyper-focused on, you know, some of these initial things, but what do you see coming down the line as far as uh, additional ways to help improve the inclusion and equity and and other things that are kind of either in your head for your company or, or other ways, more broadly speaking, that, you know, uh, that we can be more conscious of these types of things, um whether that's additional things that that you'd plan on working on or just additional things that you would like to see.
1: Yeah. I've read a really good book, my opinion, and um and what I took after I finished is um most of the time we are focused on universal 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 solutions and um, and we are asking ourselves, what is the target group, or who do, do we want to include? But what what we forgot to ask is, who are we, who are we actually excluding? And I think this question has so much to say. And uh, yeah, and I, I was I started to ask myself not only in a business and working context also in a private um part who who am i excluding now or yeah maybe if we asking ourselves a little more who's excluded and um, maybe the change could could come faster in our mindset
0: yeah no that that makes a lot of sense um and you know you're you you and your company are are using technology to, to help drive that. Um, how else do you see technology being part of that solution going forward? Are there other ways that uh, technology, whether it's, you know, from, uh, from your company or from others that, that you would hope to see help drive some of those things forward?
1: I mean, I hope every new startup, um, is having a good mindset up for um, inclusion, diversity equity. Really. So, um Nothing in particular. I think technology is one part who could help, but um, I think a big part is is the value system, is the mindset up. There are a lot of companies out there. They're already um, living it, but I wish there would be more.
0: Yeah, that I totally totally agree. Uh, and how? You know, so we've talked about you know some of the these tools uh, as far as you know our, our, our meetings um, how have you seen that working you know obviously you know, we have a lot of remote work right now uh, which lends itself very well how do you see that going forward you know as we continue in you know in this new paradigm and then also as uh, you know maybe some uh, people or workers return to the office like how do you see those things like playing together or working together. You know, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: You mean the the mix between home office and office yeah. again?
0: Yep.
1: And how this affect inclusion or um or the
0: Yeah, yeah. The broadly speaking, both the from the inclusion and, and equality and equity standpoint and and being able to, you know, to manage both the uh yeah. some of the remote and you know some of the people in the office.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, this is this could also be a chance to be more um, inclusive and uh, um diverse in equity because individual individuality and flexibility um are getting bigger or um, yeah getting bigger because of COVID and all um and and um. Yeah, I think it's a chance to be more inclusive and diverse because um, having having kids and um, and having the opportunity to choose between um, home office and and office is kind of or giving me a feeling of um, flexibility and and. And that the company is more inclusive because they're they're seeing my situation or yeah. I can't find the right words for it. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. No, I I, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I, I agree with you as well that you know the the ability to uh, I, I don't want to say accommodate because I don't think accommodate is necessarily the right word, but the ability to allow for a lot more individual Choice as far as what uh, the right working circumstances are, because for a long time it's been one option, and you know now it is a a lot more options as far as location, as far as you know how and when, and the ways that we work, and in order and allowing that to continue and finding the right ways to uh, expand on that, both for workers and for the work pool in general. And uh, you know, making sure that we continue to find the right balance of uh, inclusion and equality as we as we expand that, because it's it brings benefits, but then it also brings additional challenges with it. And so, you know, making sure that we are addressing those uh, that's what I found anyway is that it's it's both a benefit, but then balancing that with some of the the new challenges and. And making sure that we have those in mind as well. So, Jenny, uh, is there anything else that you know is kind of top of mind for you? We've talked about a whole bunch of really, really great topics, and the, you know the, what you're working on to me is, I feel like, I feel like I could just geek out on the product side and just dive into all of the features and, and specifics for a long time because I'm, I'm just really excited about it. I've used, I've actually used not software like you're building, but pieces of software for me personally to try and improve myself and, and uh, interruptions and things like that. And then other meeting software. And so to see it all come together to help manage meetings and to do that sort of thing, like I, I just want to geek out on it because I think it's awesome and I'm so excited and I, I can't wait to hear more about it. And uh, I would love to talk more about it in the future, especially as, as you kind of launch and uh you know start to build it out but is there anything else that's kind of top of mind for you uh that you know maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about
1: i think no because (laughs) i'm i'm uh, i'm really excited about the launch next week so um my head is full of (laughs) to-dos um but i'm i'm super happy and super thankful for your time and uh, your interest in our product and i would we love to give you a demo. I, I really wish I, that inclusion, diversity, and equity will become our water yep. <laughs> that we are swimming in.
0: I love it. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, uh, I've got uh, one last question for you. If there's uh, anything that, and and we we you know kind of like to wrap up with uh, you know any uh, thing interesting that uh, you've either from. A, a reading standpoint or a product standpoint that you've uh, read or watched uh, recently or products that you've used recently. If you want to give a shout out to anything um, or something that you dislike too, you can, uh, you can give a shout out to something that you've used and have not liked. Um, but has there been anything recently that uh, kind of stands out that you, you want to give a, a shout out to?
1: Um, Yeah, like I mentioned before, I read a book um, called Mismatch and How Inclusion Shapes Design. Um, It's from uh, Cat Homes. And yeah, that really inspired me in my inclusive design process thinking. And I'm talking a lot about it with friends and uh, other different, uh, uh, with other business partners. So yeah, it's uh, beside the launch uh, another
0: huge topic. Um, Such a good book. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, but that's one of my favorites as well. Um, that's It's really, really good. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, yeah, definitely one of my favorites as far as uh, 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 diversity and, and inclusion and equity in design. So uh, awesome. Well, Jenny, where can people go to find out more about you and the work that you're doing?
1: Um, yeah, so we have two sites <laughs> websites so one is about our company and the other one is uh, about our products uh, calva.com or uh, collective mfg.com
0: awesome well we will put those links in the show notes as well uh, so, so much. yeah so people can go there and jenny this has been a great conversation i really appreciate it um, and good luck with the product launch. And I look forward to hearing uh, so much more about it. Uh, super excited to follow uh, everything that you and your team is doing because I I think this is super exciting.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll talk again next time. Thanks again for listening. If you like the show, be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter at prodbydesign. That's prod underscore by underscore design. You can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter as well. If you want more product conversation, check out my newsletter product thinking at productthinking.cc. You can follow me on Medium at Kyle Larry Evans as well. Or check out my Medium publication, uh, Product by Design. Thanks again.